How about those Baylor Bears? This, this is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Baylor, brought to you by FanDuel. Thank you so much for making it your first listen today and every day. I am Cam Stewart, and I still cannot believe the Baylor Bears pulled that off this weekend. Unbelievable is the most overused word in the English language. That was unbelievable. Bears down 28 points after the first drive, which was done midway through the third quarter and 35 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. And this, this team that was last in the conference in points against per game and points scored per game rattles off 26 in a row. It just defies all imagination. All imagination. Even with your starting quarterback back, even against an un, unranked team, a team that's better than you, by all metrics that you could measure this season, 26 in a row. I mean, after the display against Texas last Saturday, if you had told me, hey, Cam, it's going to take three games for Baylor to score 26 points, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. That's what it had basically taken them. I mean, the last two games against FCS opponents were 19 points. So, yeah, makes sense. 26 in a row in the fourth quarter. I mean, I don't even need to put it into too much historical context. I was not surprised at all to see that it was the largest comeback in Baylor history. 21 was the previous one, which I don't know if it was more than one, but the TCU game is the one that comes to mind. That was 58-37, and Baylor wins, of course, 61-58. This is... This is more impressive in a way because because the team's worse. <laughs> and that team was built to come back from, I mean, they could score three times in 10 minutes, which is essentially what they did. Uh, that, that is a bigger game and against a better opponent and, you know, top 10 matchup and it's iconic. So that one's better. But but this in some ways is, is more impressive. And what's so funny to me is just, giving UCF, I don't want to say a taste of their own medicine because ours was completely clean, but that fumble recovery is taken back for a touchdown is really what changes the game. Caden Jenkins with the big play. How about a day for Caden Jenkins, by the way? First career interception was playing pretty well out there on the outside. First career interception and fumble recovery and a touchdown. Pretty good. Not bad. Not bad for the kids in the defensive backfield. I said, you know, I don't think they're bad, but um, they're young. They're young. And, and uh, I know Devin Gardner was talking about um, Devin Bobby, and or was it Lemire? A lot of Devins in there. They're all Devin. Um, but someone was beat on that on that deep ball, that third touchdown by UCF. Safety looking in the backfield. Um, and Corey Gordon, who is the freshman covering him, just gets beat like a random mule. So it, it's a little bit on both of them. Um Anyway, but talking about Caden Jenkins and that big play, that makes it 35-33, and that's really when you have me. Um, 
not that what they were doing before that was impressive. It was, but it, it looked like the timing wasn't wasn't great. You know, I mean, UCF's driving on that play. I, I think they're inside the 30. So they're in field goal range for Boomer, who's a good kicker. Um, and bang, one big play. Jackers and robbers, if you will. Take it back. Touchdown. That That's the defense is what sparked this whole thing. I mean, the offense is what kind of went out there and did it as well. And we'll talk about some of the offensive weapons in the next segment. But, I mean, the way the defense played, three touchdowns allowed in the first eight minutes of the game. Excuse me, first eight plays of the game. A little over eight minutes, but first eight plays of the game. And to them, basically shut them out the second half. They give out the big drive. And this, I said this on the post game Saturday, and it made me sound like a bit of a loser mentality. But I was saying, you know, that the defense played better on that drive. They were forcing some third downs. They were pushing them all the way, the third down, uh, a couple of times on that drive. UCF converted, though, and they scored a touchdown. So it's whatever. Now, you know, it doesn't matter how many third downs you force. You just took half the quarter off the clock, and, and they scored a touchdown to go up. Uh, 28 points. And then after that, they just completely clamped down. Just completely clamped down. They brought some more blitzes. Um, I thought the linebackers played with their hair on fire, especially Matt Jones. Giving flowers to Matt Jones again. I thought it was going to be a long day. He and um, he and Mike Smith on the fr that first play from scrimmage, that sweet play touchdown, They no one sets the edge, and both of them run to the same spot. No chance. Touchdown. I said, oh, this is going to be a long day. It's going to be a long day. And for a while, I was right. But it turned out to be a good long day because those guys turned it around. Finally, some, some turnover. Like, I mean, the last two years, for we were totally blessed in 2021 in so many ways, but especially how that team forced turnovers. JT Woods, Jalen Petrie, Terrell Bernard, they were these guys were just ball hawks and they forced like two a game. And last year we were sorely lacking that. And it showed. And you know, they just they didn't get those those short fields, those, you know, momentum killers, those none of that. They didn't they didn't limit teams offensively, really. Um, it starts with turnovers. And Baylor finally did that yesterday. And I really hope that that is that that is a sign of things to come. Now I will say it was a it was a bad decision by a backup quarterback on the interception, and it was a bad snap on the fumble. I'll keep it in perspective there. Anyway, unbelievable comeback, unbelievable comeback. Like it's it's still hard to fathom that this team, this same team that we watched last week, was the one that was pulling that off. But I mean, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Talking about it. Is this going to turn into something? I don't know. We'll get into that. But first, we are going to start with the uh, standout performer of the week, which, of course, I'm sorry, the game changer of the week, which there is actually a couple of bears I can go with here. And I'm going to go with Blake Shapin still. I know. I'm sorry, Monterey. I, I wish I could do co- co-game changers of the week, but I, I got to go with Blake Shapin, who comes back. He's, you know, a, a little trepid in the first couple drives. After that, 
He is absolutely money, and we're going to get more into his performance in a minute, but he is the game changer, just like Athletic Brewing. Blake Shapin changed the game and maybe changed Baylor's season. Will Athletic Brewing change the way you see non-alcoholic beers, okay? They brew over 50 styles of craft non-alcoholic beer. That includes IPAs, golden sours, basically anything you can think of. And they're great tasting and award-winning, which, trust me, that does not happen often with non-alcoholic beers. They actually make them taste good, just like you would with a full-strength beer. So they are fit for all times, I'm telling you. I'm going to do it. All right, did it yesterday at the Patriots-Cowboys tailgate. Great game. Nothing bad or otherwise to say about it for sure. And guess what? Today, no hangovers. I'm hungover a little bit from that comeback on Saturday, and I hope the Bears aren't for this week, but I am right now just from that, but not from the beer. Because you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic beers at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewing.com. And if you do that, First-time customers can use code Locked On to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-M at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brewing, near beers. Exclusions and conditions do apply. So Blake Shapin was that game changer. And so was Monterey Baldwin. And so was the defense as a whole. So were the leaders on that defense. So was Jeff Grimes a little bit. I know a lot of you guys don't like to hear that. But yeah, he was. He was. But Blake Shapin specifically, he comes in that that first pass. It's almost a pick. Um, it's it's not his best decision, or or it's not a terrible decision. He doesn't put a great mustard on it. Um, but he goes 21 for 34, 293, one touchdown, no pick, 143 rating. It's nothing that is outstanding. It's not an all-time performance on the stat sheet, but if you watched it, you would say that's that's a pretty standout Baylor performance for what he did. And and I, I talked about it in the post game, but I can't say it enough. The man, for all we gave him last year, for taking too many sacks, not getting out of the pocket, um, sliding three yards before the sticks, he didn't do that on Saturday, almost to a fault. Almost to a fault because you know if that doesn't work out, we're right back to Sawyer Robertson. And we might not be talking about more wins in the Big 12 this year. But he he laid it all out there. He had that dirty jersey, and I think it was it was really cool and poignant at the end of the game to see all his teammates come up and, and really give him his flowers and show that they believe in him. I mean, seriously, I, you know, for someone who got so much flack all year last year and things did not go well towards the end of the season for the whole team and things did not start well this season. It's very easy for college kids, especially ones who, uh, you know, who don't want to play for their coach. I'm not saying that, but if that narrative were true that they didn't want to play for their coach, it's, it's very easy for them to just not buy in. And that starts at quarterback. But clearly they do want to play for him because you saw it on Saturday. You saw it play out in real time, and they know that Blake is their leader. And it was just so it, – it's just a one football game, and I don't even know if they'll have a winning record. But it was, in a way, inspiring to see. Maybe that's a little that's a little overboard, but it was inspiring to see. I mean, this is, this is what Baylor has sorely lacked this year and nothing on Sawyer Robertson for that. I mean, the kid is in his first year in the program. He's still learning the offense, but um, 
it, it wasn't anything to get behind. And you could tell the receivers were frustrated at times and they were locked in yesterday. And the main one that was locked in was a guy who I was, I did a Richard Reese episode basically on the milk carton last week. If this didn't happen this week, Monterey Baldwin would have been on it this week, but he, he goes for seven catches for 150, a touchdown, the first wide receiver touchdown of the season for the Baylor bears, um, seven catches on eight targets and a touchdown of 150. I mean, the dude just went off, went off. And uh, I was looking at it before those final few minutes and was looking at the numbers and I was like, boy, this stinks. Keytron Jackson hadn't had a catch yet. Hal Presley, three for 26. Dom Richardson, two for 26. Drake Dabney, two for 25. Like it was nothing inspiring. And basically all those numbers are the same after Monterey Baldwin took over the game. He, he was the guy. He was the absolute guy in the fourth quarter. So he gets seven for 150. The next leading receiver is Hal Presley, three for 26. And Keytron Jackson's barely in the game. They did a good job on him. Um, but Monterey Baldwin, who I thought was your most, I mean, your biggest Swiss Army knife on offense the whole season, um, this whole time, and finally you just kind of let him cook, get him out of hibernation a little bit. I know we talked about Jordan Neighbors this week. Dave Aranda did about getting the ball in his hands more often. Uh, maybe think about the same thing for number 80. The guy can spin, and he had a lot of fun doing it after the game. He's not going to crack a darn smile, but – after the game, he was getting into it on Instagram Live. It was awesome to see. But that connection should be lethal going forward. It should be. And I know it's one game, but that should, like going into the season, we would have said that should be a lethal combination. The guy knows how to get open, and the speed is just otherworldly. And then the big play that gets them into field goal range at the end of the game, they, they get closer. But I think it's a third down play. It's it's on barely on Baylor's side of the 50. They throw it out to, to Baldwin like four yards short of the sticks. And he's making guys miss. Making guys miss, bouncing off of tackles, uh, using the sideline, cutting it back. And it goes for a huge play. It goes for like a 30-yard play. Um, so he's more than just a burner. Like, that was a really intelligent football wide receiver play. If you didn't already know, he is a full throat wide receiver. You do now. You do now. And again, going back to Blake, I mean, the guy, he didn't make bad decisions all day. All day. Even when the numbers weren't great going into the fourth quarter, he made good decisions. He was quarterbacking. Okay. He was making audibles at the line that were working. Um, he wasn't taking bad sacks. He, he had taken some sacks, but it wasn't really his fault. They weren't bad sacks. Um, and, and last year when we saw him kind of at the low, you could just tell out there. He was not, he was not a confident quarterback. Um, he was holding the ball too long, which, which he had, would admit time and time again um, that he was working on. And, and you could tell, you know, he, he'd get a little in his own head. The, the mechanics wouldn't always be there. Um, they were there. They were there on Saturday, and it just looked like a fresh new quarterback. Again, much like we, what we saw in week one, which had to take that with a grain of salt because they lost and they didn't play well in the red zone in that game. This time they did. For, for such a bad red zone offense, they were scoring touchdowns and converting two-point conversions. For a team that has stunk the last year plus in the red zone and in short yardage, converted back-to-back two-point conversions. Can't say enough about those guys. We're actually going to hear from them in a little bit. Um, but first, 
what I need to do is talk about another sponsor of today's video, and that is FanDuel. All right, y'all know we are back. FanDuel, I mean, NFL is back. College football is in full effect. So, you know, it's time to start making some money, gentlemen, some boy money. All right. And that's why you go to FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $200 off in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Okay. We got NFL, we got college football, we got MLB playoffs. And guess what? For dummies like me, this app is so easy to use. Wide range of options. I mean, you can bet on anything, all right? Spreads, player props, over-unders, what color the Gatorade's going to be when they dump it on Coach Aranda's head when they win the Big 12 this year. So visit fan, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the season right. FanDuel.com is including money lines, props, and all of that stuff. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Last part of it today, usually I save this for Dave's thoughts. Um, we're going to hear from Dave at plenty of times throughout this week and what this win meant to him and the team and the program. And I want to hear from the guys who went out there on the field and actually did it. All right, we got a couple of players on there. It's mostly going to be Blake Shapin, but wanted you guys to hear it from the players, what it meant to them and the belief they had basically the whole time. So guys, take it away. Coming back from, what, what was the lead? How 30, much? 35-7. Okay, 28. So, yeah, I've never been a part of a 28-point comeback. And it was pretty amazing to be a part of, thanks to my teammates, thanks to my coaches. And um, it's just a blessing to be able to, to experience a moment like this. So, Like, at what point, <clears throat> maybe it was the whole game, at what point did you start believing, I guess, that it could happen? Oh, I believe before we, before we played this game. Um, I believe in all of our coaches. I believe in... All my teammates, these guys right here, um, I never stopped believing. I get we were one and three, and, and that's not a way to start the season, but I never stopped believing. I believe we we're going to win this game before the game, and, and in the middle of the game, we're down whatever, 28 points. And it's, it's a big thanks to our coaches, um, my teammates. Everybody played so hard. I'm so proud of everybody, this whole organization, and you know everybody was doubting us. And so we used that as fuel this game and, and came out with a W. Isaiah, what's going through your mind uh, before you line up that last game? Oh, man. Um, well, the whole game, honestly, um, I, I prayed for peace, and I feel like the Lord was very gracious today. <clears throat> so today, I don't even know what I was thinking about, but I was peaceful. Um, I knew that my teammates had set me up for success, and so I, like, I'm glad that we were able to execute it. Speaking of your teammates, uh, Garrison went out earlier with an injury. What was that like, just the trust you have to have and back up next guy out? Um, I thought I thought he did a great job coming back in. Um, like I was I was bummed for Garrison. Like that that sucked. Um, but I thought that I thought that Dylan came in and did a really good job. It was definitely an adjustment. We haven't had like we haven't like done an op together in like weeks. But uh, it was it was an adjustment. But I thought he did an extremely well job. So like this kind of seems a little bit like last year against Oklahoma on the road, <coughs> winning when kind of people doubted you. In Norman, now you guys pull out maybe one of the greatest comebacks in program history. I mean, how do you kind of build off of that and not do what happened last year and uh, you know kind of sputter out? Yeah, uh, I think all of these guys we got to stay together. Um, we got to use this game as fuel for the next game. Um, we're going to enjoy this win because you know it's hard to come by wins in this league. Um, 
so yeah, we're going to enjoy this win and we're going to move on to next week and, and we're going to keep letting everybody doubt us. And that, that's the thing. Everybody's going to keep doubting us no matter what. No matter what happened this game, they're going to keep doubting us the next game. And, you know, we're going to use that as fuel moving forward. And so I got to trust in, in all our guys and, and coaches. So I'm excited for the future. Monterey, what worked well for you today? This man right here, and just knowing my teammates got my back and I got their back. I was saying in the first quarter, like, we're still in this. As long as we stick together, we can do anything. And Blake just happened to keep finding me around the defense, and that's just how the game went. Thank God for that. I thank my teammates for that. I thank coaches for that. And we just got to stick together, and we, we can come a long way. Monterey, talk about that one on the sideline that kind of got y'all in field goal range where he hit you on the sideline, and then you kind of turned it back and got it down, I think, to the 15 or something. Talk about that play. Just what, what? How did that come out? Well, I had made a play like maybe the drive before or something like that. So I guess they had faith to call my number again, and Blake threw it to me, and made. I guess today I was just breaking tackles. That's how I felt. I, mean, I broke a few tackles, and I was trying to get loose. I, I should have scored though, but that's on me. Man. Like y'all scored 29 in a row to end the game. I mean, 29 straight points. Is that a glimpse of what the team could be? Yeah, I mean. We, so early on in the game, I mean, we're, we're moving the football the whole game. There was never a time where, I mean, I think the first drive we went three and out or something like that. Um, but that was really the only drive that we didn't move the football. We moved the football the whole fo the whole game. And so we got to we got to the red zone, and, and that's when we, we, could, we weren't executing. And so, you know, we got to find ways to be able to score early on in, the, in those situations and, and be able to trust that we're going to get in the end zone. And, you know, we moved the, the ball the whole game, so there's no sputtering early and all, early on or any of that. Like we played good the whole game, we just we just you know we couldn't finish in the red zone, and, and that's a big thing in this this league. You got to finish if you want to win. So um, I think that's what we got to do, and that's what we we did towards the end of the game. Blake, where did the energy in the fourth quarter into the third quarter come from? Where did that <clears throat> juice come from? I saw Coach Aranda getting kind of fired up on the sideline. Like, yeah. Where did that come from? I think I think it came from us making you know big plays. Obviously, um, whenever you don't make too many plays, there's gonna you know you're not gonna have too much energy. And I'll give a huge credit uh, props to this guy right here because these last two weeks he's came out and he's been he's been our guy. Like he he's came out and and he's been vocal. When everyone's down, he's picking them up no matter what. All these plays you see him make and all this stuff, like, yeah, that's cool and everything, but the type of guy this guy is, it's it's, it's unmatchable. So to be able to have him on my side is is unbelievable. I can't can't thank him enough, and I can't thank all my teammates enough either. All, Hal Presley, all those guys, skill guys, Keytron, all those guys, they played hard, and, and so do our running backs, and I'm proud of all of those guys. So, Blake, getting back to last game, there's a point where you didn't have scored 73 to 14. Why did the team give up? What, what's, what's, Wait, what's can you say, you say that again? I mean, you know, thinking back to last game, there's a point where this team's gone 73 points to 14 points down over the course of seven quarters. Mm -hmm. Why not give up? Like, where did that come from? Uh, you know, we, we, have, we, I don't, we have a bunch of guys on this team that just don't give up. We put in so much, we put in so much time in the offseason and, and so much hard work. Like, I don't know a program that works like us in the off season. Like I'm being serious. I, I, every guy I've talked to that goes, there, I don't know that they work this hard. And so when we hear that and the amount of work that we we've put on put put in, like you can't give up. Like there's there's no time to be given up because we put in way too much work just to give up for big moments like this. And so that's a huge thing. I think guys, you know, really still trust the work they put in, and and there's no time for giving up for us. So. Thanks, guys. I mean, 
I could feel it there. I mean, you could hear it too. You could hear the uh, the locker room celebrating in the background, couldn't you? Uh, that is an awesome feeling. I was there at OU last year when the locker room was just going nuts. Like you couldn't couldn't hear anything the coaches were saying ten feet in front of you at the press conference. It was awesome. Um, so so happy for them. So happy for the team. Will it turn into something? Well, you're going to find out later this week. We'll be back tomorrow, breaking down this win a little bit more, looking ahead. Butt bowl this weekend and what looks like a winnable game and, and definitely one that you would have some more confidence in if you were the Baylor Bears. That's it for us today. We will come back tomorrow. Thank you for making it your first listen today, tomorrow, every day. I'm Cam Stewart. This has been, always will be, Locked on Baylor. <laughs>